Welcome into another edition of the Gig'em 24-7 Sports Podcast. A bit of an impromptu um, podcast edition, this one on a Thursday morning. Yeah, uh, we weren't uh, we weren't planning this, were we, Andrew? <laughs> Boy, do we have a lot to talk about. Kind of like Jimbo Fisher's impromptu press conference this morning. We decided this after that we're gonna we're gonna dive into everything that he said because boy oh boy is there being a lot happening over um college station you know brian and i were just talking about this before the before we went went on boy it seems like may is a great month when jimbo fisher and and um mick saban kind of trade words at their uh at their respective um events they're at but i don't think they're going to be playing golf anytime soon i think it's safe to say that after after this morning oh oh, for sure i mean okay so last night yeah nick saban sort of unprompted yeah so you know a&m paid every player not just in the recruiting class on the roster i made a joke yesterday on on twitter yesterday the ncaa said that for the next two years there's not going to be a cap on how many how many uh players a team could take I made a joke that Nick Saban made that rule because he was mad about about uh, A&M getting the number one class and he wanted it back. And basically, he's going to sign 45 guys this year to get it back. You know, just a complete joke about Saban, you know, st- being mad about not getting the number one class and yeah. seeing his, the record fall. And then that, that night, he comes out and, you know, just attacks A&M's number one class again. So, you know, maybe he was behind that. I don't know, you know. Yeah. Maybe the joke, maybe the joke landed, and and he uh, he was behind that new rule, but clearly he's still uh, harboring some resentment. Yeah. So to to catch people up to speed who may not have seen this, because honestly, I was kind of watching the NBA playoffs last night and kind of tuning into the NHL playoffs, and then saw this this quote kind of come across. And to 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 catch those up to speed who hadn't seen it yet, um, Nick Saban was was at an event last night and said. I know the consequence is going to be difficult for the people who are spending tons of money to get players. You read about it. You know who they are. We were second in recruiting last year. A&M was first. A&M bought every player on their team, made a deal for their name and like image and likeness. We didn't buy one player, all right? But I don't know if we're going to be able to sustain that in the future because more and more people are doing it. It's tough. So that was last night. And then we we kind of get word what, a little after 9 o'clock that, that Jimbo Fisher is going to be have, having a press conference at 10 a.m. Central, um, and I had I had some people on on the network ask me if they thought that that presser would be streamed. Um, I A and M, if there's one thing that they are really good at, they they have those clips ready to go right after Jimbo Fisher said it. It was the same with kind of the LSU coaching rumors last year and um, of the signing day last year. They have the quotes ready to go, so he comes right out and calls Nick Saban a narcissist, says the narcissist in him doesn't allow these things to happen. It's ridiculous when he's not on top. Um, so that was one of his quotes and um, went on to say, some people think they're God. Go dig into how God did his deals. You may find out about a guy, a lot of things you didn't want to know. We build him up to be the czar of football. Go get, go dig into his past or anybody that's co- ever coached with him. You'll find out anything you want to know on what he does and how he does it. And it's despicable. I mean, the, the, yeah, there's, there's numerous other things that he, he said over the course of the 10 minutes, but just the, how aggressively he came out was kind of what I expected him to do, but it, it, it just showed you, you know, October 8th is going to be really interesting when these two teams meet. It was, it was going to be interesting before, 
the college game day, I know you you're you're in the midst of making plans right now. You've got one place you need to be on on October eighth. A and M could be zero and six or whatever, however many games they have before that. Alabama could be the same, and I think you still need to be there. <laughs> like, there is no excuse for game day not to already have you know their hotels in Tuscaloosa booked. Yeah, because last year, I mean, they they didn't end up going because A and M was obviously on their slide. They have a chance to redo it now. SEC Nation was there last year for their edition. They had they have the rare opportunity for a redo of off season comments once again. You know, kind of making this the big time matchup of that week. I mean, they have their chance for a redo, and they, there's 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 no way that I don't think College Game Day is there on October eighth. It just no, no. So been going on the last six months. So last year, Jimbo Fisher said at a coach's night, sort of off the cuff, "Yeah, we're going to beat their ass. We're going to beat their asses," which they did end up doing. But yep. he said that that was one sentence, and it and it got so much coverage Jimbo comes out today calls Nick calls Nick Saban a narcissist says uh says I I will not answer his call we're done when asked about their relationship you know you coach with people like Bobby Bowden and learn how to do things you coach with other people and learn how not to do things I mean it's when you walk on water I guess it don't matter talking about talking about Saban I've got nothing to hide our program has nothing to hide it'd be interesting if everybody could say that I mean, this is like, if Saban hadn't started this, this is bulletin board material for years, for decades. Like Jimbo, so we've seen Jimbo Fiery before. You know, uh, he came out on signing day when there were some, you know, some message board rumors that started that A&M was paying players. He came out very defensive. I don't think we've ever seen him on the offensive like this. And I, like, I did not know what to expect. You know, I knew he would come out fiery whenever we got the email this morning about there being a press conference. Yeah. Him coming out and just, I think it was his first sentence, just the narcissist in him doesn't allow those things to happen. It's ridiculous when he's not on top when saying, you know, pointing out how A&M beat Alabama in recruiting and and took their record. You know, that was the first thing. And that was just the intro. I've seen a lot of people talking about how it's like WWE and you know what? It sort of is, but you could just tell, I mean, Fisher took this, personally very very personally last night he's not on social media so last night he said you know mark roberts texted him he's but i imagine his phone was probably just blowing up like hey can you like look what this guy same with deon sanders because jimbo also went after deon sanders talking about you know how they paid travis hunter a million dollars and everything but you know so deon responded quickly last night i think at a press conference today or had some comments today as well so uh, you know, Saban didn't have a lot of fans across college football. And I think a lot of other coaches may, they may not come out and say it, but yeah. may have actually liked seeing what Jimbo did because there's almost, let's say all of this is true. You know, there's a lot yeah. of allegations. Let's say everything was true. In college football, it's like a don't, you know, you don't, you know, what, what happens behind it's the scenes, the you don't yeah. public. it stays behind the curtain. Yeah. You know, you deal with it then, you know, you deal with fallout then. Maybe you rat to the NCAA, whatever. You don't do what Nick Saban did. So I think a lot of other coaches may actually just be, you know, be uh, praising Jumbo right now because because he was able to – I mean, he basically took Nick Saban's whole career and just dumped on it. Like, that was <laughs> nuts. Yeah, and, you know, he you, you mentioned the part about the mentor. He didn't, he didn't want to talk about – mentor anymore or anything like that. Uh, that's when he went into the part about not wanting to work with them anymore. 
and you know was kind of brought up the fact that you know they're going to see each other in a couple of weeks at SEC meetings, and they're obviously going to see each other at a SEC you know SEC media days are coming up. Um, and he said, I don't mind. I don't, it's not awkward to me. I don't mind confrontation. I think it's been, you know, it's kind of been building for a little while because there's been, you know, comments, you know, from Lane Kiffin has had things to say and Nick Saban's had some side. I think this is, oh, I think even Lane Kiffin this morning replied or told the athletic, he's like, I cannot believe what I just watched. Yeah, Lane Kiffin, little- who is not afraid to say anything yeah. was in awe, just in, or in shock over what he just saw, just like we all were. For once, Sorry, I... for once, Lane Kiffin was kind of one-upped in, in terms of like press conference quotes, and that doesn't happen very often during the offseason. He's he's usually got his fair share of quotes, but um, you know, I think this has kind of been building for a while. And you know, I think the one thing that you know kind of gets to Jimbo Fisher and and really makes him angry is when it's the insinuation that you know NIL is the only reason they signed this class because then it's you know kind of disrespecting everything that that his coaches are doing on the road and the players that are making the decision. I think that's when he got really fired up and that's why you've seen a lot of reactions. I'll have I'll have a reaction gallery coming up later today on the on on from from a bunch of signees and current players, former players. That's the part I think that that where he feels like he needs to come out and and defend those guys. That's when it gets really angry. And one thing that never gets brought up and I know you and I have talked about this before a lot of those kids are from like the Houston area and which is obviously a big recruiting ground for for A&M. And so, uh, you know, there are certain things that I think really get to Jimbo Fisher, but when the insinuation that they bought the entire class comes up, that's what really gets him angry. Oh no, for sure. I mean, that's yeah. I mean, th- this staff has proven they can recruit the first year they were on campus. I mean, it was the very first time there was ever an early signing day and, you know, Fisher arrived just like a week or two before that. So A&M, signed, I think, only eight guys early. Even the kids that were committed didn't sign. So they went out and they landed, I think, eight or nine guys on the February signing day that year, including they flipped a pair of Alabama commits that day and Bobby Brown, who ended up now is in the NFL, NFL draft pick, and also Vernon Jackson, who unfortunately had a uh, career-ending injury, but flipped both of those guys from Alabama on signing day and, you know, landed some other guys. Uh, uh, They lost Jalen waddle to alabama so you know there's a bit of a battle there but it's been going back since then i mean this isn't something new that a&m is is going in and beating being alabama for recruits i mean ever since uh, fisher's been there since he's had a full class a&m has been in the top five or or six and he said all along his goal was one or two he recruited at florida state well so yeah yeah it's just weird to see you know all of a sudden it's just like oh and it's cheating you know they've been doing this like do it they've been landing these classes before NIL, before any of this, you know, and, and yes, it wasn't the right, re- you know, there, it, it sort of was just the perfect storm last year of the ties. They had Gabriel Brownlow, Dindy's parents had been moving to college station for, you know, to work, yeah. to work uh, with the ministry for a while, you know, just all these pieces sort of came together. You know, uh, my, Lebius Overton's dad was the former, you know, associate AD at Texas A&M for 11 years. You know, there are reasons that these kids had ties to Aggieland. So it's not just, you know, completely out of the blue that A&M's landing these kids. And yeah, but but Saban's acting like this is just, you know, oh, these are guys who wouldn't have even looked at that, you know, that program in College Station that nobody even knows about. Like, I could see why Jimbo not just took it personally about, you know, he calling his character into question, but also that he said, Jimbo came to A&M for a reason. And he said, you know, 
Why would other people not want to do it? It's, it's implying that there's nothing of value in College Station other yeah. than money, if if what, what Nick Saban is saying is true. And it's looking past the point that they literally beat, beat Alabama in front of a huge group of recruits that were all there to see that, and that that had a huge impact on the rest of the class. And you mentioned things falling into place. I mean, Lincoln Riley going to USC opened the door for – for Gabriel Brown Lodindi and for AM to get back in it. And things like, and you know, Texas having a bad year, LSU going through problems, Miami and Florida and Florida State all having having their issues as well. They would there was a ton of things that that all kind of played together into to what what happened with that 2022 class. And so I think that's what what really bothers Jim Buffett. But you're right. I mean, I it was it was really personal. I'm fascinated to see because I don't think this is near the end of this. This is obviously going to keep going for the next couple of months. I'm fascinated to media, see. Media it. days. Media days is going <laughs> to be crazy. I, I believe Jimbo Fisher has the very last spot. Yeah. We need to look it up and see when Nick Saban's. Uh, I think they're Nick on Saban's different going. days. But, yeah, but they're, yeah, not the same day, but it's, I mean, so yeah, I mean, so Saban, I bet Saban's probably pretty guarded after this, you know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's going to have to address it, but probably won't. But you know what? If Jimbo is still as mad then as he as he which was, he probably today. will be. Which, which, I mean, he. I thought I. I. I just love the quote too. Of well, do you think? Um, do you think media days are going to be you know awkward at all or the SEC meetings? And he said, no, not at all. I'm. I'm not afraid of confrontation. So, it. It's just going to be fascinating. I don't think Jimbo is going to back down from this at all. And no, and you know who you know who I fired up. You know who I don't envy right now is the I never do, but whoever has to transcribe his press conference for the SEC, Jimbo already talks so quickly. I mean, it's impossible to transcribe it. So now a mad Jimbo who's who's talking so quickly and also just ranting at Saban and at uh, at all the other haters, for lack of a better term. I mean, that, that transcription person is going to be just just crazy busy, and I mean, they get it out quickly. So good for them. You know, I I. You know, I know where we're, there's been a lot of proposals made and, and ideas and all that. You know, we still got time to change the SEC media day schedule. I think it'd be awesome to have for for 10 minutes or so, have Jimbo Fisher and Nick Saban on the stage together. Kind of, you know, how they do yeah. it for, for national championship games and things like that. Put them, yeah. on, <laughs> put them, on, uh, put them on either side and let, and let the questions keep coming. And, and maybe maybe like the like the UFC or boxing weigh-ins yep. where they – you know, get in each other's faces. So. <laughs> Boy, but you, so I, so you had pointed out you you're looking at social media and you're seeing the reactions of yeah. these recruits and and signees and players. Okay, so I was Jimbo Fisher. If nothing else, he just yeah. showed, and he's shown this before. He's going to have your back. If that, if mm-hmm. let's just say this was all. Let's let's go back to WWE terms. Let's say this was all a performance, and he's not even really that mad. It's a performance that showed players, I've got your back. I'm not going to let people mess with you. And no, I mean, most fan bases have been hating on AM since they've gotten the number one title. I imagine probably Florida State fans are laughing right now at AM and taking Saban's side. Auburn fans are probably on AM side. I don't, you know, if there are going to be many other fans on AM side just because you naturally, you know, emotion takes over and you take sides but yeah. let's say nobody except aggies are on jimbo fisher's side that just won him a ton of points with recruits i've seen recruits comment i've seen texas high school coaches comment saying you know good job and all these things and so 
Jimbo, I think he had to come out today. He couldn't wait until tomorrow at that coach's night like we yeah. we were expecting. He had to come out today, and he had to come out swinging. Now, again, he got really personal, and yeah. uh, he probably isn't going to get a Christmas card from Nick Saban this year, but he did what he had to do. Yeah, and I, and I think it goes back to a point. You know, one of the things we've heard, and I, I Ross Bjork has talked about this on the – on the town halls as well about, well, you know, did you this going back to the Buzz Williams thing about, you know, getting left out of the tournament and his lengthy statement that he had on the first night of the NIT tournament. And he said, listen, he said, all we care about are the players that, that are in our building, the fans that follow us and, and our coaching staff. And he said, and what happens in college station? And that's all we care about. And so this message, what I think was as much for the players that are in the building, the players that are coming and, you know, to your point, Ish Harris has responded, Bryce Anderson, Cam Dewberry, Damani Richardson said he can't wait for the season to get here. Evan Stewart had several tweets, Jaden Scarlett, Shamar Stewart, Walter Nolan's dad, um, even Henry Coleman on the basketball side was even tuned. I mean, this really got every DeMarvin the Al. I mean, this this was as much to your point. I'm going to defend my players and I'm going to have their back. And, and he said as much during the press conference as well. He was asked about what you say to your players. And he said, you know, I'm going to defend you and I'm going to, de- I'm going to have your back. And, and it's going to, it's going to make waves on the recruiting trail too, about, um, you know, he doesn't have to talk. He doesn't have to look, you know, he doesn't have to point out any other examples. You can just say, look, I'll have my players back. And here's an example of it at a press conference. Look and see what I said about, about my players and defending them. And that's all he has to do. And so I agree with you. I think recruits are going to love this. Recruits are going to love seeing him vehemently come to their defense. And uh, it's only going to help on that side. Now I think the recruiting trail is going to be real spicy this summer with official. Oh, oh coming for up. sure. There's a bunch of guys who are down to maybe not just down to AM and Alabama, but who have those as their top yeah. two or in their top group. Okay. Everybody I would say on or the early signing period now is going to be watching Tony Mitchell. He's a five-star <laughs> cornerback out of Alabaster, Alabama. Alabaster is a suburb of Birmingham. Tuscaloosa is almost a suburb of Birmingham. Alabaster's that's a hometown kid. And Florida's in there. You know, some other schools are in there. But who are the main two schools with him? AM and Alabama. If Jimbo Fisher goes into the state of Alabama and lands a five-star cornerback from 30 minutes down the road, 45 minutes down the road. From Tuscaloosa I mean that is going to that is going to uh I mean I Saban is, is just going to go nuts now he probably he may not come out in public the same thing but that is going to drive him nuts so that recruitment just got really really personal whereas on the other side Malik Muhammad a kid cornerback from Dallas is a kid who is high on A&M in Alabama uh yeah. you know and he's from Dallas so you can you know maybe Alabama goes even harder after after him now, you know, and it, it, those those two are going to be really interesting. They're going to be fascinating to watch. And you mentioned the Tony Mitchell one. I mean, that's you know, I can imagine he's going to be at that Alabama A and M game in in October, and and that just speaks to. The, I mean, the stakes if if they weren't high last year, they're going to be up even ten notches higher this year because you know how badly Alabama is going to want to avenge not only last year's loss, but just you know seeing what A and M's done on the recruiting trail. They were people were already looking forward to this game. This this just poured gasoline on the flames. Like this just took it up about twenty five notches. And so you're right. I mean, Nick Saban's going to probably 
go look through and see, you know, okay, this guy's from Dallas, this guy's from Houston. These are the two we need to go all in for, you know, and, and just and just try to send a message. And the recruiting battles are just going to be fascinating. And Malik Muhammad's a, a great example of somebody that he just took the visits to both spots last month. And, you know, I, th- I think it can, it can be safely assumed he's going to take official visits back to both. Um, you know, those, those, in, those, those end, of the, end of the visit meetings are going to be fascinating as well, especially if one of the coaches know that they're heading to the next spot next. Oh, it's going to be very interesting. Oh, yeah. Or like, uh, let's say Jimbo's outside waiting. Like, oh, we, have, we both have been home to Tony Mitchell the same night. And he's just <laughs> outside the door. It's like, oh, yeah, this will be, it's already awkward. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, this is going to be, it's going to be, you know, it's where we need that photo. We need to find out where they're going to be together and find that like Jimbo Sark photo that you got last year that, that everybody kind of made, made a big deal about on social media. We need to get that photo of Jimbo and Saban <laughs> together on the sideline and just see, see if what ends up happening there. Yeah. I, I I'm guessing they probably won't be standing anywhere, <laughs> anywhere nope. near each other nope. and talking now. The, okay. If I found out that this was just pure WWE, I mean, I'm talking about like Jimbo calls Saban afterwards and laughs, you know, like, hey, did you see that? Like, that would be hilarious. I don't think it is, but no, I don't think that would be hilarious if if they just went just straight like, hey, it's the offseason. We need to get some storylines going. Do we need to spice things up a little bit, especially, you know, I mean, this the this is two years in a row that they've, they've kind of had, they've dominated kind of the May headlines. I mean, it's, 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 I mean, it would be great if they, if they plan this together, but I don't think that's the case. No, Especially no, I don't think it is, but that would be, I mean, yeah, that would be the ultimate is like, I mean, if it was just straight scripted and then you got Saban, like, what did you really have to call me? Like talk about how I think I walk on water and things like that. You know? Yeah. But, well, it's kind of point too of, uh, you know, that was, that was one of the more telling comments to me was, uh, well, has uh has Saban reached out to you? Yes, yeah, no, he's called, but I didn't answer. We're done, and you know that was just okay. This relationship is officially severed. And those, I mean, those what do you think Saban was? What do you think Saban was going to say? I can I have to admit. I mean, I've never dealt think, with him. It's hard to even like see him. He's just so gruff. It's even hard to see him as like a human with feelings. So yeah. like, what what was he just going to call and say? You know, like he realizes that it's out there. Like I can't imagine him just groveling to Fisher and trying to apologize. Like, no, what was that conversation? I, I think be? to your point, he could have tried to, you know, cause you, you mentioned, I don't, I, I think it was pretty calculated in what he said. And, and, you know, given, given the event he was at, I wonder if he would have tried to clarify what he was trying to say, where, where things were, but I don't, I, that phone phone conversation would have been fascinating to see just, you're right. I don't think he was going to apologize or anything like that, but uh, you know, I, or maybe talk more about it. I don't know what that probably just trying to explain away. Like, no, that's not really, that's that's not really, really, I didn't, I didn't say the exact quote, Texas A&M bought every player on their roster. Yeah. I think there's video. You said that exactly. Yeah. I think I've, I've watched that video. That, that is definitely what you said. And um, you know that, yeah, that would have been a fascinating conversation, but yeah, I don't think there's going to be any phone conversations or golf this what about this, what about the Aflac commercials because he did bring Deion Sanders into this and, and Deion Sanders seems so friendly and it doesn't seem forced in those Aflac commercials at all you know with those and guys. Deion Sanders was not happy at all either I mean I I don't know if he's had his press conference yet but I have no doubt that we will hear from him multiple times today yeah we did last yeah. I mean he he hit back last night on social media and said I'll have yeah. more comments but yeah he's he's not so happy either 
yeah, he's not so happy. So it's going to be fascinating. And, you know, the other person I'm fascinated to just, you know, get in their mind of what they're thinking right now is Greg Sankey probably thinking, oh, man, these are two of the pillars of. <laughs> yeah, of, what did Jimbo was asking? I'm sure the conference will reprimand us. Like, yeah, you know, what right. are they going to do? Hey, try not to uh, call one guy, a mess, you know, <laughs> say he's got a messiah complex, basically, and, yeah, exactly. and throw him completely not on the, you know, you know, just call out every every bit of his character. Yeah. You know what? For those who want to really feel cool, if if these two are sitting at the uh, next to each other at the SEC meetings, that's going to be real gold. But I, I imagine they'll be on, on the opposite sides of the table. And, um, you know, it's yeah. What are you going to do? Rep- reprimand him about what they both said about each other? No, he, there's it's it's just going to live out there. And and honestly, it's bringing more publicity to the SEC, bringing more publicity to the. Oh, yeah. Sankey's going to pretend he's going to pretend he's upset about it, but he loves yeah. it. I mean, it's views. You think Feinbaum's not getting record viewership this yeah. afternoon yeah. on his show? Oh, yeah. He's he's his whole hour is covered. And I thought it was great. There was some comments this morning about wait, for anybody who is worried about filling their show today. Just got the biggest break that they needed because this just covered everything that they we're going to possibly need to cover a show for today for you could spend hours diving into this whole thing. And, and, oh, and people will, people, from, people, and will. people will No, So back at, you know, A&M fans that have been following recruiting for a while back, uh, Mac Brown used to, he used to seemingly sign players. He didn't even need at positions just so A&M couldn't have them. And that's what I'm like laughing. Like at the, now that there's no limit for the next two years, A&M really needs offensive tackles in this class. You think, you think Saban's going to go out and somehow, you know, allegedly not through any means that aren't allowed, try and sign like every top offensive <laughs> yeah, tackle. He's gonna, like, he's hey, we got 12 him. guys in this class. We took the top 12, you know, make them all, you know, make them all the top priority just so A&M can't have them, and, you know, and, pull a little and, Mac Brown pettiness. And on the uh, on the on the A&M side, Jimbo is just going to go load up on every defensive lineman he can possibly. Oh yeah, well, yeah A&M already <laughs> signed that. It's like yeah, get seventy again. You know, like this is yeah. just you know we'll rotate every play. Yeah, yeah I mean that would be a good defensive line. And it, it you you yeah it's but I don't think there's any two battles that they want to win more than the Malik Muhammad and and Tony Mitchell battles. Now those are going to be and, and we've. Another one to mention is Anthony Hill. I believe he's planning to take official visits to A and M in Alabama. You know that's going to be that's going to be a really fascinating one. Yeah, the, the, the nation's top players. linebacker. Let's see yeah. who who gets him. Let's see who 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 kind of comes out on top. So it's going to be it's going to be fascinating to watch this going forward and and see and see where this goes because it's it is definitely not done and um, as if there weren't going to be interesting already. SEC media days just got a a lot more interesting. Well, now what I just have this feeling now Saban's going to release some kind of statement this afternoon. We're going to have the second, second ever emergency podcast on the same yeah, day. We're going to, the we're same gonna day have... as this one. <laughs> yeah. There just was keep it. Way. You know, I did the math. I think it's, I think this time next week, Thursday, next week is a hundred days till A&M kicks off the season. So we got 107 days to fill. And if we can talk, Jimbo and Nick Saban for 107 days. Perfect. We could we could have a different conversation each time. There'd be plenty of material there. But if they want to give us more, that's great. I mean, A and M fans are loving this. Alabama fans are loving this. You know, liking to see their their coaches taking a stand. So, and other fans are just sitting back and just you know the popcorn gift, just eating popcorn. Yeah, just eating popcorn and thinking this is a great way to 
you know, there's, I know Josh Pate likes to say there's not, there's not the off season word, but it gets, it gets a lot more spicy with things like this. And, you know, we're, we're going to be on a, a, a two week or two, two, two times a week cycle during the season with podcasts. This is basically in season right now with, with, with this and uh, with this type of news and these, and these press conferences. So it made all the sense in the world to do, to do another podcast to dive into this. This couldn't wait until Monday. Jimbo oh, Fisher no, no. We, yeah, we, we had to talk Fisher about that. We, could, we, we couldn't wait either. We had to get on and, and discuss this and, and we'll have plenty more. And on, on Monday, of course, once, once we kind of see where, where this all goes, I'm sure Nick Saban is dialing up his response right now. And, um, you know, probably right after we release this podcast, there'll be a, there'll be a statement with him doubling down on, on everything that he said. So uh, be sure to stay locked in on to Gigum two, four, seven, and, and we'll have you covered with all the latest. And um, if you like these podcasts, be sure to hit the subscribe button uh, to get a notification every time a new podcast hits. Um, same on Spotify and iTunes as well. Give us a like and a five-star review. And uh, we'll be back with, uh, with all the latest. And, and um, you know, I think this time we can say have a great week to everybody. And um, we'll be back on next week with, with plenty more as well. Take care. Everybody.